Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax, and whatever else is going on in your life, just let it drop by the wayside. You can always pick it up later, but for right now, let's just make ourselves available to God, remind ourselves how much he loves us, that he's right there. You don't have to get his attention. He's already fully aware of everything that's going on in your life, in your circumstances, in your emotions, in your thoughts, but also remember He is for you. He is not trying to trip you up or find your mistakes. But it is his very nature to love you. And his desire is to make us more able to receive that love. So we've been talking about the spirit, soul, and body and about the supernatural realm and learning how it works. It's not for nothing. It's not just an exercise. But the supernatural realm is where our soul functions and where part of us, we've neglected it. I think Christianity has neglected joining God in the restoration of our soul. We do have this tremendous focus on behavior and what our body is doing. We look for both the good and the bad. You know, what are we, who are we serving? What are we doing with our money? What are we saying? How are we behaving? Those are all things that are very surface. Now, very often they reflect what's going on in the soul. But we've neglected learning how to, again, cooperate with God to restore our soul. So we've partitioned and kind of sliced and diced our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions, rather than being very objective about what God expects of our soul and therefore what we can expect of our soul. We've talked about these abilities, you know, the you know, the list of spiritual supposed spiritual gifts which are really the solical abilities. You know, miracles, healing, um, prophecy, word of knowledge, wisdom, all all that list and many others, that those lists were never meant to be comprehensive. The things that are in the scriptures are never meant to be comprehensive. In other words, okay, this is it. God is eternally creative. He can come up with new things for your soul to be able to do any moment he wants to. Because, again, he created your soul. He loves your soul. He gave you the soul he wanted you to have. So as we look at what our souls can do, 
we want to remember not to put an, too much emphasis on achieving anything. The abilities that are in your soul are like tools. You know, we can talk about the warfare met- metaphor and call them weapons. We can talk about building and call them tools. The point being is that they are things, the spiritual abilities, the supernatural abilities that you have in your soul are things that we do things with. They, they don't act on their own. It's like a hammer is just a hammer. It just lays there until someone comes along and picks it up and uses it. That hammer can be used for, for good or ill, for building or destroying. So the focus is not on do you have a gold-plated hammer? It's do you know how to use the hammer? And how do we learn how to use the hammer? Through use. God himself teaches us by experience. If he desires you to learn how to use the hammer as a building tool, he pulls out a set of blueprints and says, we're going to build this. And that's the project he assigns. So God himself gives us the opportunity, creates the opportunity, gives it to us, sets us down, sets us to work on it. And then shows us we have the tools already available in our tool belt, in our toolbox. How do we get to them? How do we use them? We find a screwdriver, we find the hammer, we find the the you know, whatever the, the rule. Whatever is necessary for the building that God wants us to be working on. God does not need our help building. He can just think it and the building will be done. But he's teaching us. The process is what's important, not the product. Not the, not the completion of it. Not the perf- perfectness of it. It's the process. Because not only do we get to learn about how our soul works, we get to know how God works. We get to learn his ways. His ways are not what we would expect. He does not do things the way we think he should. Sometimes we are confounded by what he allows. You know, why does evil prosper? Why doesn't he, you know, straighten things out when, when they are in defiance of even what we know he himself wants? Why does he let that flourish? It's not that he wants us to silence and to be silent and to not ask him those questions. It's just don't expect him to give you the answer that you're looking for. Because very often the answer is going to be just because. That doesn't mean we ignore the question. doesn't mean we don't ask him. 
Because sometimes he, he does want us to know. He wants to go into detail. He wants to explain what he's doing. He wants to give us more knowledge, more understanding. But a lot of times we ask just because we are confused, not because he's ready, not in response to a th- thirst and hunger to understand what he's doing. So he puts us in situations where we are to use our power and authority. And when he, for instance, sets blueprints in front of us and says you're going to need these three tools, you're going to need to use your your hammer, your screwdriver, and your ruler. And then we start getting to know, okay, this is this is where we use the hammer. This is where we use the pliers and the saw and the screwdriver. This is where this is what we need them for. And the, here's the materials, and this is the materials we need. This is how to read the blueprint. This is what the final piece is going to look like. This is the order we do things in. This is how we get help to do these things. This is where we take a rest. Step back and look and make sure everything's plumb. Check in, make sure we're, we're following the blueprints correctly. You know, that's when we, ha- we have the code guys come in, make sure everything's being done to code. And we check in with God, Is are we on the right track? Because God has given us responsibility for that blueprint. It's not about the hammer. It's not about the saw. It's not about the screwdriver. It's about the project. But in the process of working on that project, in that blueprint, we learn how to use the hammer and the saw and the screwdriver. Because the supernatural abilities in your soul are not the end result. They are tools. And it's not about finishing what the blueprint is for. It's not about finishing the project. God doesn't need your help with the project. He's going to take care of it all by himself, whatever it is. But he is allowing us to apprentice with him because he loves us. And because part of our being, a spirit being here on this earth, is to be able to learn to use the tools that he's already given us. This is about being equipped. We're equipped with tools. And so he gives us a duty, an assigned task, a blueprint, an order, do this. Before then, we have the tools. We have the hammer. We have, you know, power tools. You know, the screwdriver, everything. But we don't have the responsibility to build anything until God assigns the project. And then we have the responsibility. This is my project. I'm working on this. So don't look at the outside of, okay, my project is bigger than your project. I'm never going to be able to get mine done. Or let me help you with your project. Sometimes that's that is part of the project is there's collaboration collaboration. But we 
have a tendency to get so focused on what's in our hand. What what are we learning to do today? And sometimes we need to just step back and go, okay, now, what is the big picture? What is this blueprint about? What is this project about? Not so we can change things, not so we can correct the blueprint or change the order or use different tools, but to gain understanding, understanding of how God thinks, how he moves, how he, what his, how his right ways are, how he expresses himself. Because again, being a spirit being, we are that same way in our spirit. then we can step back even farther and look at our life here on this earth. 70, 80, 90, 100 years, what are we here for? And let's be real practical. Our greatest opportunity will be expressed in or reflected in health. H-E-A-L-T-H, health, physical health, bodily health, but also solical health. We've talked about becoming one, spirit, soul, and body. You're In your spirit, you're either dead or alive. So if you're dead, there's no health. If you're alive, in your spirit, you have perfect health. So there's no getting healthier in your spirit. You're either dead in your spirit or you have perfect health in your spirit. And your body, there's a, we can talk about that a whole other time. But solically, again, what's your soul, your mind, will, and emotions? You want perfect mental health, perfect emotional health, perfect judgment, choosing good judgment, balanced judgment, balanced emotions, balanced thought processes, emotions. We don't put off till heaven what God wants to free us from, heal us from, speak life into while we're here on this earth. Emotionally, our mind, our will, and emotions God desires that they are all perfectly healthy. And this is what we're working on. And we've talked so many times about where, how God gets our attention. When we're missing things out, we keep on struggling with the same things. Very often it's because we're ignoring God. Or we're resisting his desire to get our attention. He keeps knocking and we, you know, just go into another room until he leaves. So he puts his finger on one of those three areas, our finances, our relationship, or our health. So if we keep on running into those issues, it's very may, it may very well be God himself saying, I'm trying to get your attention, you're resisting me. So just pay attention to that. But the 
his goal is not to make you more able to accomplish a goal. You are the goal. You are his goal, your soul. To become one, spirit, soul, and body, your soul is going to become perfectly healthy. A perfectly sound mind. Emotionally healthy, emotionally stable and happy and free, able to grieve with those who grieve and mourn with those who grieve, mourn and to rejoice with those who rejoice. Not led by the emotions, but responding because your emotions are healthy. Same way with being able to develop good judgment. How do we do that? God heals us. A sound mind. How do we get that? God restores our mind. God restores our soul. Underneath all your soul's bad habits is a perfectly healthy soul. A perfectly healthy mind. A perfectly healthy heart, emotions. A perfectly healthy will. Judgment. Decider. Activator, chooser. They're all perfectly healthy underneath what your soul has been using to get its needs met. Your soul has wounds. Your soul has believes lies. Your soul is, is injured and been corrupted and has bad habits. And God right now is working on restoring your soul. And we can join him in doing that by accepting the project that he has given you right now. Right now he has assigned you projects. And very often there are things that we often ignore, like our families, our jobs, our neighbors. Those are projects that God has assigned. If Think in your life, what's bugging you the most right now? Odds are that's the project God has assigned you. Most of the time, we think of projects as something we can do for God. Or for someone else. Or for something. Something we can do. When very often it's a work in progress. That blueprint, don't think of it in terms of a structure. Think of it in terms of a map. The way. This is the way, walking in it. God shows us, and part of our problem is he only shows us what we need to know at any given time. We want to know, okay, if you follow this map, what's at the end? Where are we heading? Where's the treasure? Where's the X? And most of the time, he just shows us what's right in front of us. You know, it's like you get those little Lego kits, and they they show you the end result, 
And so you know how to put everything together. Well, very often the way God does things is he just shows you, now connect these two pieces, and then put this piece there, and then that piece over there. And then you don't know what you've got until it's all assembled. And part of the process, purpose of that is to show us that it's the process that is meaningful. That's the process that changes us. Part of what we're developing is is trust, is good judgment, is being able to feel emotional, have those emotional responses without letting them control us. And Christians especially need to learn good judgment. This whole idea of letting leaders decide what God is saying to us. That was never God's intent. That's never, that's never good for us. He does not let anyone else sit on our throne. God himself is on our throne. Don't let anyone else sit in it. We certainly don't want to be sitting in it, but don't let anybody else sit in it either. I don't care whether you're thinking in terms of pastor or a teacher or a doctrine or a time period. Oh, this, you know, God does things different now. Well, your understanding may have changed, but God's character is the same. His love for us is the same. Now, God may change what project you're working on before you finish the one you're working on. That's fine. Because, again, it's not the purpose of this life here on this earth. It's not to, to see how many projects you can finish. It's to be enjoying the process. Enjoy the ride. This is one long ride, one long trip, one long drive across the country not about getting to the the other side, getting to the end. It's about the process. It's about enjoying the ride. What are you experiencing of God? And there are things here on this earth, when we start to really look at that we all have in common that he's working with, one of the big things is relationships. One of them is how we deal with other people, how we deal with work, how we deal with finances, how we, how we see him, how we see others, how we perceive ourselves. There are things that are in common because we are spirit beings that have a soul that live in a body here on this earth. And we can discuss those things and we can encourage those things that we have in common. But we are encouraged to go and return to our blueprint, to our project. And it's not do it yourself. Because we're not going to come up with the solutions. God provides the materials, the tools that are already in our soul. And he teaches us. Because it's through that teaching process 
that we as an apprentice learn to become an expert. It's not because he needs more experts, but because through the process of becoming an expert and having that expertise, God himself heals our soul, restores our soul, restores our mind, our emotions. You cannot be a spirit being living as a spirit being here on this earth with emotional wounds or believing lies, having your your mind warped. Part of our problems with with having our mind warped, believing those lies, is even if he speaks truth, it goes through that filter and it is twisted. You know, we could say so many people, if you say God loves you, they argue with that. That's just the, the simple, uh, you know, example of how our wounded mind affects every response we have, every idea about who God is, who others are, who we are. If we have have that whatever concept you have in your brain, in your mind, about this is who God is, if we think that God only loves those who measure up or accomplish something or who are in the center of his will or fill in the blank, if there's some condition there, everything, when we come to that project, when we come to that blueprint, there's going to be a misinterpretation. But that's absolutely what the process is all about, is to reveal. Like, like the instructions on the blueprint say, use your hammer here to, to pound in this nail into this piece of wood. And our misunderstanding, our brain reads that, says, okay, use your hammer here to pound this nail into your hand. And so we misinterpret the truth. We misinterpret the reality that is here before us. But God, that's exactly what the purpose of our process is, is because then when we hit the hammer on our hand, it hurts, and we go, ow. We go, oh, wait a minute, I misread that. And healing occurs. Understanding occurs. God sets us free. It's not just because of our effort to fix our understanding but by trusting God through this process and following along step by step whatever it is he's working on he's the one who restores our soul we just show up and start working on the project and you know some we want to work on a project and not have any problems have it go flawless have it go smooth have it go perfectly we figure if we're doing that if everything is going great, then we're in the center of God's will. Uh-uh. Because the center of God's will is to restore your soul. Is it's going, There's going to be pain. There's going to be rejection. We're going to experience anxiety and fear and anger and regret and guilt. All these wonderful 
emotions and concepts. We're going to remember all the stupid things we've done. We're going to, you know, uh, fear the things that we have in our you know, decisions we have to make in our future. Absolutely embrace that. That's part of this process. Because it is working with him, we, we get to experience and embrace and appreciate and are grateful for the knowledge and understanding that this is how he heals us. This is how he restores our soul. This is how he restores our emotions. This is how he restores our mind. This is how how he restores our judgment, our actions, our activity, our decisions. He knows how to do this. He knows what you need. He knows what project you need to be working on. And he sets that in front of you. says, this is the way, walk in it. This is the project I want you to be working on. Work on it. And don't interpret that, oh, because it's hard or because it's uncomfortable or because it's painful or, you know, when you change, other things are going to change as well. When you are... You, when you become healthy in one area, the things that were around that unhealthiness are going to have to change. Change is hard. Get used to it. Embrace it. Appreciate it. But know that it's because God loves you. It's not because you need to finish the project. So hopefully this will... We're coming at it from a little slightly different understand, a little different illustration. Hopefully this will help understand why the soul is so important, why the supernatural realm is so important, why the supernatural abilities is so important. They are tools that God wants you to learn to use to accomplish his purpose in your life. So thanks for tuning in. Feel free to drop me a line. Any more questions or feedback, it's always welcome. Diane at therainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.